All right, Sean O'Hara is with us. Let's get a little football in with Sean. Uh, Sean, obviously NFL Network. NFL Network, they have the Eagles and the Jaguars this Sunday, 9.30, uh, from, uh, from London. So, uh, And it's a pivotal game because the Eagles are obviously struggling, which I thought they would after the Super Bowl. It's a very, very normal thing. And the Jaguars, who are a complete mess. Sean, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. Uh, I'm doing well. All right, I don't want to talk about the Giants because it's too obvious. But right now, I'll get to that at the end. But let me start with the Jaguars. All right. The Jaguars are – you got them Sunday in the, in the 930 game, uh, and you'll do a lot on them before your game Sunday morning. Um, the Jaguars are, A, as messed up as a team can be. You have a house divided where the defense is calling out the offense. You have a talky corner who's the biggest mouth in the whole league, and he talks incessantly about everybody. Uh, you have Bortles, who was told by, uh, who is told by an edgy head coach, hey, go in there and don't mess up because you're on a short leash. Bortles calls himself a scapegoat. Uh, so he goes in with virtually no confidence and no voter confidence. There's a huge division in the locker room, which Campbell even admitted he has to try and calm down. Uh, the offenses, they've now gone from being a Super Bowl contender after week three to a mess now trying to save their season. They're, they're, they hear that the, you know, they might be tr- looking to trade for anywhere for a quarterback before Tuesday. What do you think? How salvageable is the Jacksonville season? Well, I think for them, they just—they've lost their identity. Um, you know, I can't believe we're going into Week Eight and the Jaguars still don't have a hundred-yard rusher. Yeah, Fournette's been hurt the whole time. He, you know, he had the hamstring, and then they put him back too soon, and now he's not playing until Week Ten. So he's a—he's a Met. Now they just signed Hyde. He'll be there this week, Hyde. Yeah. So they. they yeah. They, I mean, this, yeah. That, that's how they won games last year. They—they they, they pounded the heck out of the football. And then, you know, they played small ball. They threw some play-action passes to their tight ends, and they didn't do a whole lot offensively. But they took care of the football, and they took care of the quarterback. And then they let their defense just take over the game. And that's how they won a lot of games. So, you know, their identity this year is completely different. They can't they're – not, they're not committed to the run because of the injuries like you just mentioned. Um, they've not, not just injuries at running back. I mean, T.J. Yeldon has been banged up. You know, they, it's been a, no you question. Know, a, a rotation there. But they, they're down two left tackles already. Right. And you know their guy very well. He's your coach. And he's a very good offensive line coach. And they, he usually is good at patching things. Yeah, well, I mean, look, at some point you run out of fingers when you're plugging holes. Um, but to lose two left tackles like that, I mean, and things have gotten so bad down there that, that they, they actually signed Eric Flowers. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this offense is just uh, – it doesn't look like the offense that they had last year. And defensively, to give up the big plays uh, that they've given up in that secondary is, is you know, it's kind of – you know, it doesn't look like the defense that we thought we would see this no, year. No, it so, doesn't. And, and you know, the, the talky corner never mentions what happens on the defensive side of the ball either. You know, he's no. too busy throwing guys under the bus. Well, I, I think that's probably what it, what is frustrating for everybody. There is, you know, look, you win win some games last year. You know, everybody talks about, hey, look, nobody respects us. And then when you now all of a sudden everybody's picking you to be one of the favorites. Um, you know, this is why success is one of the toughest things to handle. We heard Doug Marone talk about it after the year and coming into this year about how, you know, look, we've got the same mindset. Um, but I think this team, you know, I, I think a trip like London um, sometimes can bond a team. You know, I remember we played in the very first London game in 2007, the first time we anybody ever did that in the NFL. And that trip, 
you know, look, it wasn't a great game. We barely beat the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Eli Manning actually rushed for a touchdown, and he still bragged about it weeks later because he outran Jason Taylor. But <laughs> that that game and that trip, you know, I mean, we it re- we really kind of bonded as a team. So, you know, maybe that's something that Jacksonville can hang their hat on. And and conversely, here and now are the Eagles who come into that game having blown a 17 nothing lead at home to Carolina and not only 17 nothing a 17-6 lead where they have the ball with 7 minutes left and they still lose the game yeah that was pretty remarkable um you know, I think Carson Wentz is, is probably still kicking himself because he, he had a guy wide open in the middle of the field on that last play, and he just couldn't get the ball to him in time. Um, I, I never thought that I would see them get shut out like that in the fourth quarter. I think Philadelphia will be okay if they can do one thing, and they've got to just find a way to protect Carson Wentz. This offensive line's got to step up. They've they've played better um, this you know as the last couple of weeks, but this year – you know they didn't start out very well, and they and they were really struggling. Obviously, um, they moved Sam Malo in at left guard. Um, they have not been able to run the football. Uh, I think they had 50 yards rushing last week against Carolina. So uh, they've, they've been much more one-dimensional this year than they were last year, and that's got to stop. They can't. If you're going to throw the ball 45 times against Jacksonville's defensive line, they're going to get home, and that's what that's what they can't do. They can't they can't allow that to happen. Um, but I, I know Jacksonville likes. They run. They like to run a lot of of zone and cover three stuff. So I think Zach Ertz can really, uh, you know, he could have a big day as long as they can give him time to get open. Talking with Sean O'Hara, of course, uh, NFL Network. Uh, you can see him there uh, during the weekend. And the weekend, and then NFL Network carries the Eagles and the uh, Jaguars this Sunday from London at nine thirty. Hey, you know this. It's really hard the year after you win a Super Bowl. It, it's really hard. You've had a big long off season, a very one where you've satisfied and it's human nature it's very hard for a collective group the year after a super bowl it's, it's and you know he made a weird statement he said the pressure's you know uh, there's no pressure on our team you know the pressure's off i, I don't know if the pressure's off but it's kind of but you know there's expectations but it's a hard thing to it, that's why i just didn't expect a big season this year i just think it's hard when you have that magical season to try and come back and do it again if you don't have a, a dynasty type team well, it's hard. It's hard physically uh, because you know you definitely played a lot more football. Um, you know, you maybe don't get. You know, maybe things the cumulative effect of things kind of add up. Uh, but it's also you know the added dimension for the Eagles is you know Carson Wentz you know got hurt. Yep. So the, I I feel like Doug might have been speaking towards. Carson Wentz when he said, hey, look, the pressure's off here. Let's not try to repeat last year. I mean, last year Carson Wentz had an MVP-type season, and he might be pressing to try to get back to that. And, look, I know him and Nick Foles have a great relationship. They get along, and that's why it worked. But you you never want to see somebody else doing your job better than you do your job. And I think that's, you know, something that Carson Wentz, you know, maybe he's been trying to press with that. Um, I think, obviously, coming back his first couple games, you know, he didn't look comfortable in the pocket. It looked like the game was a little bit quicker than he had remembered. Um, it has slowed down for him. But I think for this whole team, when you go into the season and now you know you're getting everybody's best shot every single week, emotionally it's draining, physically it can be draining, and mentally as well. Um, I, I will say this. I, I think their defense is built to carry this this team as much as they need. Uh, they're doing a great job against the run. And here we are, second year second year in a row, they're leading the league in quarterback hits. So they're still getting pressure. That's that's always how you win football games. If you can get to their quarterback and stop the run, you're giving your offense a chance. Talking with Sean O'Hara. All right, let's get to the Giants. Now this week, 
there's no way to hide it. They're clearly when you take a starting corner and take the one of the top run stoppers in the league off your team after seven games, you're obviously looking at the next season. I don't care. You can you can spin it any way you want. It's you know if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I mean that's all there is to it. I mean they're they're starting to think about next year after seven games. There's a lot of football left to play this year. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's a, a lot of ball, and I think that there's, you know, probably still some good that can come out of it. Um, you know, I think when you look at at what they just allowed against the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, they allowed some big plays. They, they allowed 11 plays over 15 yards against the Falcons' offense, and 10 of them were passes. So to, to lose your starting corner, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know that the Giants were actively looking to trade those guys, but when the phone call comes and you've got an opportunity to, to build some assets to move forward for next year, um, I think the offers were, you know, were something that they felt like they couldn't pass up. Some of them were economical, too. I think Snacks was much more of an economical decision given his, his contract. But, um, you know, a guy like Snacks, I mean, that's he's one of the reasons why the Giants' run defense has been so good. And, um, I know those are. It's tough to do that, especially during the season. Um, and it's, it is a tough message now, if you're the head coach, to stand up there in front of the team and say, "Hey, look, these games are important, and we got to go out and win." But um, I, I like Pat Shermer. I think he's got a good grasp of the team, of the locker room, of the mindset that these players need to have. Now, I think they just need to pay it off. And you know, to me, there, there, there's nothing frustrating than, than hearing a coach tell a player something on the field and in the meeting room, and then they go out there on the game field and they blow it. And you say, look, did you tell a guy something? I told him five times. Well, coaches will say, well, you should have told him six times. That's just the way they're wired. But this team, Mike, has not gotten better. And and when you see the mistakes the first couple of weeks, there were a lot of them that, that I said, hey, look, that guy got beat or, you know, he got beat mentally or this guy gave up a sack physically. It'll get better. Well, it just hasn't gotten better. I mean, we no. just watched last night a Houston Texans team that was 0-3. Yep. They looked awful. I mean, Their week quarterback two and was three, getting killed. Oh, man, I mean, the offensive line couldn't protect them. And I, yep. I, I said they might not win a game this year. And here yep. they've rattled off five wins because they got better. They got and better. And it's the players yep. that stood up and became accountable. So that's really where the Giants, uh, you know, where they're at right now. Now, the one thing that, that I've been frustrated with all week, all season long is I, I just feel like here we are going into week eight, and Saquon Barkley still has not had a 20-carry game. How is that possible? I, I, I don't understand why that's not more of an emphasis. And well, I'm not talking I, about I'm shotgun you, first well, down I'm gonna wrong, tell you. But, I'm going to tell you the answer. I, I think I can give it to you, number one. Number one, they've trailed for 285 minutes, the longest of it, more than any other team in the league, and, and sometimes by big margins. And number two, they have been so bad when they gave them the ball on first down. They never can run the ball on second down. They never, if I give you their first and tens, they never gain any yardage on first down. Well, a lot of it is because, you know, if you do a first or second down run on a shotgun, it's a, to- it's a totally different mindset and it's, it's a different run game. You know, I, I So you want to go, to, you see... go to a different running scheme is what you're saying. You well, I just go thought... To a di- yeah. When you know when you know you've got you know this season you're starting five right. new offensive linemen and then right. in week three you've lost two more guys now you got Wheeler in the right tackle they're right. on their third center right. you know I would as an offensive lineman and we, look we have not played a lot of football together let's pound the rock and you know what if it's three yard if it's three rushes and a punt that's okay to start the game and let's kind of get into some rhythm um, and you know I thought we would see more two tight end full, you know fullback right. tight end. Uh, formations and personnel. The problem is their their premier tight end doesn't block. 
Well, I think Evan Ingram is a better blocker than people may. But I mean, he's not for. what you got. He's not but, a guy you would think of as that. He's not in there to block. You know that. He's he's a, he's a, he's a quasi wide receiver playing. You know, playing tight, yeah, tight ends. I've talked to Evan Ingram, and you know what? He takes a lot of pride in blocking. And I think that you know that 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 to me is is a misstatement. If you say Evan Ingram doesn't like to block, and no, I didn't say he didn't like to block. I said, but that's not what you're using him for. I mean, they don't well, think of him that way. They think of him as a guy we can get in the patterns. That's what they think of him for. You oh, know that he's definitely a di- more of a dynamic receiver. But Rhett Ellison is a phenomenal blocker. No, he's a, he's a terrific blocker. I agree. Yeah. So I, I think that they that's something that I'm I'm surprised that they haven't used that more often. And I think Saquon Barkley, he gets stronger as the game goes on. And when I look at teams that that start wearing team, uh, defenses down, that's how you do it. So um, you know I was, I'm surprised that they haven't done that more often. Now you mentioned the negative runs, and look down in Carolina, they had five negative runs yep. in that game, and, and those last are week they had a ton you. of them too. Yeah, they're not good enough to be in second and thirteen and, and third right. and nine and convert. And they've trailed uh, for two hundred eighty-five minutes longer than any other team in the league. Yeah, that's um, you know I, I think that they've been you know they, look they've been in in some games and and this. You know they're a 63-yard field goal away from beating Carolina, who just beat, they should, that game hurt you know, them a lot because it really. I don't think they overcame that game. They needed that game. They had a lot of controversy that week. They had the comeback with Eli. They should have won that game, and I thought that was an unlucky hit to their solar plexus. If they had won that game, the Philly game might have been a different game. I just think that game just ripped the heart out of this team, and it didn't have a lot to give after. I just think that came at the worst moment. They got very unlucky to get hit with a 63-yard field goal. Yeah, and then they finally offensively you know, scored some points. Yeah. Um, you know, you score 30 points and you and lose. And they came from 15 back. You know, they, were, they scored the last – they scored 15 points with seven minutes left to, to take the lead. They're up 31-30. You think they're going to win the game, and they get hit with a 63-yard field goal. Yeah. You know that, that that one that one was tough, and then you know even the Saints game. You know I, I think if you know if you would have told somebody that they would hold Drew Brees yeah. to three field goals in the first half on on four different red zone possessions, um, you would have said that they had a good chance to win that game too. So there, there's times where they 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 are a good team, but they're they're still learning. Um, you know how to try to finish games, um, and and it's. You know, look, they've they've had a tough schedule too. I mean, their last four opponents. No, they had a tough. All in the listen, playoffs last year. They had the toughest schedule in the league the first seven weeks. I thought going into the season, it didn't turn out to be as tough as we thought in a couple of spots. But I still think it was a very hard schedule. I totally agree. But they're one and six, Sean, and and Eli's been sacked a gazillion times. They're one and six, and let's be honest. I, to be fair, and you know this, this offensive line hasn't gotten any better. I mean, they've shuffled guys, but they haven't gotten any better. They didn't look better in the Atlanta game. They looked terrible. Yeah, there. It's been it's been tough to watch because, you know, it's not one guy. Um, even you know, they Solder, even Solder didn't play well on Monday night. He didn't play well. Well, Solder, listen. The, the, the thing that, that that Nate Solder did a great job of throughout his career when he's in New England was he's extremely athletic and he does a great job of running the edge rushers by the quarterback. And when the quarterback steps up, it works out great. But if your guard's getting beat and your center are not passing off a twist, there's nowhere for the quarterback to step up. Now your left tackle, he ends up giving up the sack because the guy he's trying to run by, right. you know, there's nowhere for the quarterback to step up. So it makes him look bad. And they're, you know, they're taking turns. I call it the my bad um, syndrome. And, and right now it's, hey, the left tackle gets beat, comes back to the huddle, my bad. Then the left guard gets beat three plays later. He comes back and he says, my bad. The quarterback and the receiver are not on the same page. Everybody comes back to the huddle saying, my bad. Well, you do that ten times in a game and you lose. And and now you know, you're sitting there at one and six and you're looking around saying, how did this happen? Um, 
everybody can't take turns messing up. This team is, you know, they're not good enough to overcome 10 mistakes, whether they're, you know, 10 mentals or 10 physicals. Um, and, and until they get that corrected, you know, they're gonna, it's going to be the same product. Now, look, they're starting their third center. Um, no and question. you see things that show up, and it's like, yep, you know what, that looks like an offensive line that hasn't played a lot uh, of snaps together. And, and when you get a defensive line that's coming in saying, hey, we're playing the Giants this week, you know we're going to get? You're going to get a lot of twists. Yeah, because lots, that's lots the one thing that's right? tough yep. to pass off if you're not yep. used to working with the guy next to you. How, what did you see when you looked at Hernandez this year? What have you seen, positive, negative? Well, I like Will. Man, I think I, I love his mindset. I, I love his demeanor. I, I love everything that he brings has he gotten group. beat too much this year? Has he has he gotten beat clean too many times? Uh, I mean, is you know because those are the ones that we've noticed and the, that it looked really bad on TV. Now, overall, he's graded out okay, but I know that from you know he's the highest graded rookie in the league. But I can think of a lot of plays where he didn't make the play. You know, when when the Giants drafted Will Hernandez, you know, and I went back and was you know watching a lot of his film at UTEP. Um, I mean, I saw a guy that just. You know, I mean, he was a uh, uh, who's next kind of guy. You know, like, like a road grader. Yeah. I mean, he finished his guy, and then he'd get up and say, yeah. "I want seconds." You know, <laughs> and, and I see that mentality in him still, and I like the way he finishes, and I like I like the way that he plays his combination blocks. I mean, I think he and Nate Solder. You know, everybody says, "Well, they got a plan for the future." Look, the Giants are all, are set at, on the left side for the future. Now, Will Hernandez has gotten beat, and you know what? He's a rookie guard. You turn on film, uh, Quentin Nelson. I mean, he was a top five pick. Yep. Top six pick, maybe. Um, he, he's gotten beat inside. And you know what? It's, he's gotten beat by the inside move uh, a number of times. So it happens. I remember when Chris Snee came in, um, you know, as a second-round pick, and I remember early on I said, boy, this kid's special. He, he's one of the strongest guys I've ever played with, and he's a stud. And you know what? I mean, there was a couple times where he got beat, too. Now, Will Hernandez is not the kind of guard you want. When throwing, you don't want to throw the ball 45 times with a guy like well, that, you want to especially run. not yep. early on. Yep. Um, he's been victimized a little bit, and the tough thing is, look, if you get beat inside early on in the season, and it's on tape, everybody's going to try you. Right. And, and, you know, when you go shotgun and when you go empty formation on first down and you telegraph that it's a pass, well, the guy across from you, he's already licking his chops and he's teeing off on you. And that's happened a couple times, and he's lost. Um, I don't look at that like this is something he can't fix and he can't get better at. Um, he's strong enough. He's athletic enough. He'll be fine. Um, you know, I think it's more just, you know, how, how do you get the best out of your offensive line? How do you get the best well, out of Well, let me ask this question. We're talking with Sean O'Hara, of course, as we pass 5 o'clock here on the fan, uh, WFN in New York. Now, is there a fallback position for all offensive lines where th- we can say, let's go back to here and we can always get that done on an NFL level? Or is that not even – there is not even that fundamental th- – level for an offensive line even if that's playing badly is there a, can you get it to a certain level where we can all do this this is what we know we can do or there's nothing you know you can do well i i feel like the one thing that if your offensive line is struggling that you always go back to is running the football and trying to find a way to move the pocket in pass in the passing game and if you run the ball on first and second down and you find a way to create some play action moves um you know you're gonna you're gonna increase your percentages of you know obviously the the quick the quicker plays, throws yeah, but you're 
They are not your the play action all year. That's what you hoped that they were going to do. They have not been able to get the play action this year. They have never. They have. I bet you that if if somebody charted it, they have fewer second and third shorts than any team in the league. Yeah, and it's you know the 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 one thing that's been frustrating to go along with that is you know there's been a number of times that Saquon had a 12 or 13 or 14 yard run, and then you know you come back and you throw the ball three times in a row, right. and I just. I don't ever feel. I don't feel like. I felt like the Houston game was the one time where they started to get rhythm. That was the best pass. Some, that was the best run blocking game they had all year, no question. Yeah, and and they they went back to it. They they went back to back to back runs. I mean, I don't think Saquon Barkley has still had three consecutive carries. He's had three touches in a row, but right. he's not had three consecutive runs in a row, and that is mind boggling to me. Um, and look, that's not going to fix everything because. Uh, you know, look, there's still some other issues, you know, offensively. But, you know, this is a new offense. It's a new offense for everybody. Um, and, and I think we still see some missed throws. We still see some missed routes. Um, I don't know how Odell and Evan Ingram, how these guys are, are, are still not on the same exact page as your quarterback and being where your quarterback needs you to be every single time. Those are things that, you know, should be ironed out by this time as well. So it's, it's not just on the O-line. Okay. I mean, hey, you know, what do you think about, uh, I mean, as someone who has been with Eli and won with Eli, uh, this is a tough spot for the franchise, tough spot for him. You have a legacy player here who's, you know, you know, we don't know how it's going to finish. This year was supposed to be a different year. What's your thoughts about that as, as you watch it unfold? Well, it's really tough to kind of define on a macro level, you know, what, what does this mean, um, you know, and, and how do you handle it going forward? You know, I mean, a week in, a week out, I turn on the film, and, and I, I see a quarterback that could still throw the ball. Uh, no question. Um, I mean, no you look question. at the second half when all of a sudden the pocket calmed down and things settled down a little bit, and, you know, Eli started making some big throws, and, and that's the Eli that I think everybody is trying to get. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like Eli has been traumatized. And when you think about the accumulation of all the hits and the sacks he's taken over the last few years, why should he stand in there and trust the pocket? I mean, it hasn't been there. So that, that's something that he's going to have to overcome, and he's going to have to find a way to, you know, to just sit in there. And you know what? If you, if you, if you end up taking one in the chops, you take one in the chops. Um, but I think that that's why I feel like they, they're doing him a disservice by throwing the ball so early on in the game and letting defenses tee off on them. Everybody knows what's what's going on. They see it. Um, I think Eli still has a lot of good football left in him, um, and I know it, 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 a lot of people will, are arguing that right now, and they think he's done. I don't think he's done. I think if if everybody in that film, in that building watched the film and they said, "Man, you know what, Eli's done," they would they would have already pulled him. They would have already put out. No, he Canyon. can make. Listen, anyone who knows anything about football knows he can still throw the football. That's not a question. I mean, now if you want to say that he needs to stand in there and take hits, you know, when I presented to him, he says, "Hey, I got sacked twenty-five times this year. How many times do you want me to stand in there and take the ball you know, and, and you know hold the ball longer? You know, I'm getting rid yeah. of the ball too quickly. How many times? If I don't get rid of the ball, how many times do you want me to get sacked? You know, and I understand that. And then they'll say, "Oh, he's not. He's looking at the rush. He's not looking downfield." Well. You know what? I feel like when they block the play, he can throw it. And the question is, he's not mobile. He's not going to see. You know what they want him to do? They want him to evade a guy and go out and then roll out and make the throw. That's not what he does. That's not who he is. I mean, that's just not who he is. 
Well, it's not. And you know what? Everybody wants the mobile quarterback. Well, guess who? Guess what? Mobile quarterbacks are coming off ACLs: Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. So you know, you, it's it's a take twenty-two if you want a guy that can run around. He's going to get hurt too. So um, you know, it's that, that one's tough. I, I think when when I, when I look at, at Eli and, and the fact that he got sacked four times in the first half, you know, that that, that to me is how you that, that, that's how you get a quarterback shaky in the pocket. And, and listen, if, if if the sacks happen in a two-minute drive or at the end of the game when you, everybody knows you're throwing the ball, that's one thing. But for them to happen in the first half uh, on first and second down, I mean, you go through and you look at all the sacks, the majority of the sacks on Eli are on first and second down. They are, so yeah. That, and a lot of them are early in back, the game, too. That's on too. the tight end. That's on everybody. And that, a lot of them are early in the game. Yeah, and, and, and that's stuff that you can control, um, you know, by – in varying ways, different play calls, different personnel, different, um, you know, different mindset. Well, listen, good to talk to you. Uh, thanks. We'll chat again. Uh, good luck with the show this weekend. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Sean O'Hara, NFL Network, Jaguars, and the Eagles, which is a good game. You know the Jaguars think London's their home anyway because of their owner. You know, he, he actually – plays with the idea of playing all his home games in London someday. I don't know if it's still in his head. It used to be in his head. I don't know if it's still in his head. Could be, but that's why, you know, they love going to London to play. Back after this.